So uh, we did say that uh, we were going to follow up on what's happening in Cape Town with regard to that video that has been making the rounds on social media and uh, the subsequent outcry over that incident that took place in Kailicha yesterday. Uh, The video depicts a law enforcement officer's manhandling a naked man during an anti-land invasion operation. Our reporter Tandiswa Mao has been following this uh, particular situation for us. So let's cross over now to the Western Cape. Tandiswa, good morning. If you could just by way of um, a background, just sketch for us exactly what led to yesterday's incident. Uh, what, is, what is happening in that area? There's been a land invasion for some time and every time the anti-land invasion uh, uh, police force of the city of Cape Town uh, go there now and again to remove those sets. So it's been happening for about a month or so, uh, that those people are trying to invade that land. Police come and remove them, and then they come back the next, the next day. So there was even a court, a court action uh, by Minister Lindy Wessisulu, where the court, the Western Cape High Court, ruled that uh, 49 families that had already been in that space will, must not be evicted until... Uh, the court finalizes. So that's where it is. So it, it, it's happening that more people are coming into that area recently. And it's also, it's always been like that. The police come and remove them and then they, they erect their shirts again. Uh, this morning, now leading to the incident that we saw on social media yesterday, I understand that shirt was one of the new that have come up in that area, not the 49 original structures that were in that area. So um, the community now is so angered. They marched to the police station uh, in Harare. That's where they are right now, giving each other political. But in fact, they are saying this action from yesterday has galvanized everybody in that community because uh, from what we are seeing here is the ANC, is the ESF, some local civic organization within Kaelita, they are here to say they are giving, they are, in fact, they are appalled by, by what happened yesterday. And also there are messages here that uh, this is not the only area where these types of evictions are happening because they are mentioning areas like Hermanas and Stellenbosch where they are saying there's illegal eviction of, of, of communities. Um, also, they are saying uh, the, the, the Western Cape government is in contempt of court exactly because of what I explained earlier, uh, Sakina, and that also that the regulations now of the Disaster Management Act does not allow them for the eviction of anyone at this point in time. So they are in front of the police station now at Harare. It's about four kilometers from where this eviction happened. So they walked all this way from this morning to get to get to here. Well, Tandiswa, as you uh, point out there, the uh, regulations as per the Disaster Management Act during this lockdown does not allow for evictions to take place. So what is the city of Cape Town saying uh, to justify the action that has been taken? The city of Cape Town sent out a message this morning to say they are investigating the matter. They went further to say the four officers Four officers have been identified from that video, and they have been 
suspended with immediate effect. And also they're saying the investigation is, is continuing at this point in time. So there's not much information coming from them from uh, at this point to, other than to say they are investigating the matter and they will take the necessary action. What are they saying about the right to actually evict those tenants, including the man who was captured on video, because uh, one would need a court order in order to effect that eviction. And we know that that would not be issued now during the lockdown. Yes, indeed. Uh, that's why all the speakers here are, are maintaining that, Sakina, that they had no right to remove those people, especially during this period. Just that we haven't had time to speak to the city of Cape Town at this point in time. It's only the statements that sent, that they sent out uh, earlier when this new when this uh, incident broke out on social media. Just to say they are investigating. The four officers have been identified, but we're not sure whether they had an eviction order. But the speakers here are saying there was no eviction order, nothing at all. They just went ahead and removed those people. So we're going to try and get to the city of Kitan as soon as they, uh, we are done with these people here. Let me leave you to it. Thank you so much, Tandi Swamau, our reporter in uh, Cape Town, following that story for us. Now, Yonela Diko is the head of communications uh, in the Department of Human Settlements, Water and Sanitation, who joins us on the line now for uh, further developments on this story. Thanks so much for your time, Ms. Diko. Uh, thanks for having me, Mr. Sakina. Diko, sorry. Uh, Mr. Diko, uh, firstly, I see um, a statement has been released by your ministry stating that uh, Minister Sisulu will be challenging the city of Cape Town regarding uh, what happened yesterday and other illegal evictions. Yes, yes, yes. First of all, the, the minister is really incensed by the acts of the, the Metro Police uh, led by city councillor, especially J.P. Smith, by that, that brutal eviction that we saw uh, yesterday. Partly because um, when the city of Kerala tried to do this eviction before, the minister had to come in and reinforce both the, 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 the constitution, which says that uh, once people have settled in a place, um, for more than 24 hours, you cannot evict them without looking for an alternative accommodation. The, the circuit has never abided by that. And then, of course, we are now uh, in the period of uh, the, the, the Disaster Act where they are not allowed to evict people. So, the, firstly, Minister, in sense, because there is no good faith in the city of Cape Town who when they both went there, there was that commitment which was reinforced by the court order for those people to stay there and not be evicted. And any eviction that happens was followed by the court order. So the minister is tired of negotiating with people who don't negotiate in good faith. They then create this, this, uh, this brutal eviction. So she has then taken the decision that uh, she must take them to court. So speaking of court decisions, um, in uh, the previous challenge that was brought um, upon that victory, and you state this in your statement as well, uh, one of the things uh, that was ordered was that the city of Cape Town um, needed to return all the building materials of the residents. Did that happen? Did you follow up on that? Now, the, the, the key thing for the, yeah, it, it did happen, but what we wanted is that uh, more than that, uh, because we need these people to have uh, at least some temporary uh, structures that are a bit firm, that uh, are resistant to winter, that are resistant to, or that at least can give people some room uh, to be able to deal with uh, uh, coronavirus. So the first part did happen that the, their structures were returned, the zincs and, and uh, all the material that they had. But 
what we, we had wanted more, which is why the minister now is following up with uh, the housing development agency, that we, we beyond that, because the, the ease with which the city is able to pull down structures is partly because um, uh, they, 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 they undermine, they don't see dignity in the way people live there. They think they can just come. But if we give people that dignity of more firm uh, uh, structures towards uh, uh, permanent structures, then it can be a neighborhood that can be given streets and, and water and sanitation and electricity and so on. So we feel that uh, despite the, them returning those zincs that they had taken, they still, uh, because there are no more dignified and firm structures that have been built, they still treat those people uh, in, a, in an inhumane way. So I see you say that you want to build a permanent structures for the nine fam- uh, the 49 families uh, that were given a legal authority by the court to remain in Empolweni. But are you going to build only the 49 houses or are you planning on building more settlements for more people? What, what, well, I mean, the, the city of Cape, uh, the, the, the ministry naturally has uh, quite a couple of projects that are currently happening in, in, in Western Cape and Cape Town uh, and to Gateway still expanding. So we're building a lot of these de-densification projects, but now and again we get these emergency ones that need to be quickly put. So this was, was a particular emergency, but our view is that for every informal settlement that is there, and there's quite a, a lot of them in, in, in Cape Town, we, we, we have tried to say let's look for available land where we can build a more spacious, more livable environment, and then we're able to, to de-densify and move people into those areas. So that is the project that's happening. But for this particular incident, it was uh, an, an emergency that the, the, the ministry does prepare for for these emergency interventions. But generally, we've got quite a lot of projects that are underway um, to, to de-densify a lot of uh, informal settlements. Just a final one, Mr. Digo. We're out of time, but I need to ask you, uh, it's not just yeah. the evictions in Cape Town. People are being evicted, and they have been evicted uh, throughout this lockdown period from other housing developments and settlements as well. So what does the lockdown regulation state with regard to evictions? No, the, the lockdown regulations, as uh, uh, published by, it's quite explicit that um, people should not be evicted uh, during this period of lockdown. Now, the, 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 what the, the other cities and, and even the city of Cape Town uh, rely on is the fact that uh, they are fighting invasion, not, uh, uh, not eviction. And now, as I stated, that unless you catch people as they come into a place, once they settle, then you've got legal implications, which is why the, the gentleman, when he was interviewed, the one who fought the police, was saying that I've, I've been here for more than two weeks and then started explaining other things, that uh, now it's no longer invasion. Now it's a victim because you, you were not there when the people put down the structure. So I think that dichotomy between invasion and eviction uh, is, is, is where some of these uh, um, cities and, and even the city of Clinton are, are, are playing on and uh, where they are breaking the rules in the name of invasion uh, while now they are already caught up in eviction because they've let these people live uh, for, for a longer period and now people have built livelihoods in those places. So that we need to, to deal with and the court is, is going to give us that firm arm that throughout the country we can say Yes, people invaded, but you let them live, and, and according to both the Constitution and uh, other acts, once they live after a particular period in this place, then uh, it's too late to call them invasion. Now it's eviction because, first, you don't have alternative accommodation for them, and secondly, they've already built lives in this place, uh, which is which 
exposes absent government that people can just come and, and take space. So it's also them reacting in something they should have prevented as, as it happens. But again, it's, it's about dignity, it's about government treating people. You know, the primary role of any government is to protect its citizens. So those are some of the key issues that are concerning us. Thanks for your time, Mr. Yonela Diko, the Head of Communications in the Department of Human Settlements, Water and Sanitation.